I'm on Shrine of Chaos next week. Miniature soldiers, big opinions. This is the Conclave Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to uh, episode, I want to say, 20-something of the Conclave podcast. Which, 27, I think. 27? Is it? Yeah, I think we're on to 27 now. This is, you know, I heard a thing the other day, so interesting, I heard a thing the other day about podcasts, uh, 99% of them don't last beyond 10 10 episodes. But we can't take a hint, so we're still here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. Unfortunately, unfortunately for listeners and for our our guests who've kindly agreed to join with us, um, yeah, we are still here, so (laughs) welcome aboard. Amazing. So... Uh, yes, like like you all know out out there, our one fan who's listening to us. Uh, I am Quipster. Today I've got with me the Sandman. Say hi. Hello, Alex. Uh, Reza, say hi. Hi, darling. ADR Wargaming, also say hi. Good evening. And with us, we've got a very special guest. We've got with us Tanya, aka the War Mistress. How are you doing tonight? I'm well. How are you? I am. Good. I am excellent because I have painted a gun today. I have painted a single weapon option. You and that is like, good for me. Like from start <laughs> to finish? I mean it was already undercoated. I will say that. Alright. So yeah. it's 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 one thing at a time. One thing at a time. But uh, this is this is progress for me. And I was going to say, Tanya, what we normally do is we'll, we usually start off with a little bit of hobby progress. Uh, and then we move into sort of the main meat of the show. So, um, for hobby progress, Adam, should we start with you? What have you been up to? Uh, yeah, a few things. So I've I've recently started a new job, so I've not had much time. Um, so I've not actually done comparatively much hobby progress compared to what I normally would. Uh, but I have spent a bit of today, uh, short of a bike ride around London, uh, which was quite interesting, given events. I nipped past Buckingham Palace, and there was sort of a wall of people staring at it i don't know what they were putting flowers down i guess um but i've i've uh i've, I've put a i built a boat i built a drakari boat i got to start collecting uh, a little while ago and uh i built a uh, as, as my other half called it a space pirate ship which is not inaccurate it's uh it's a raider um and it is gonna run around the battlefield and generally cause problems for people at least that is my my hope um but it's actually a very cool model it's a very cool kit to put together um, it reminds me, of, you know, being, I was about to say being I'm a massive nerd, but I bear in mind <laughs> I've been on Zoom calls all week with my new colleagues, right? And, you know, you're saying they want to know a bit about you. And I just go, yeah, FYI, I'm a humongous nerd in case you couldn't tell from the <laughs> Warhammer that's sitting behind me on the same shot that they see on Zoom calls. Um, uh, but um, as you already know, I'm a massive nerd, but it reminds me of, uh, you know, Jabba's sail barge from Star Wars. Oh, Star Wars yeah. Or, you know, fr- from Return of the Jedi. <laughs> It's like yeah. a sort of, it's like a sort of cool, it's like a sort of sleeker, cooler version of those. So I am tempted to sort of model a slightly chubbier, uh, you know, Drakari sat at the back, you know, just sort of sitting there going like, oh, watuka ni babuja, or you know, that kind of cutties speak that 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 Jabba comes out with. What but, impressions yeah, no, it's really can cool you not and... do? You can, you've just nailed oh that one God. as well. You're taking the piss at this point. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think you can really even nail Jabba, um, or nor would you want to. Um, but <laughs> no, the start collecting set for Drakari, um, I will say, is is amazing value. 
um, if you are if you are somebody who is looking to get into Drakari, um, it's a it's probably the best start collecting I think GW have ever done. Um, you get ten Cabalites, uh, Raider, Ravager, so sort of a transport and a tank type thing, um, and five Incubi. And if anybody, and I'm sure we'll discuss, you know, sort of rules more stuff like that later. But if anybody has been looking at the new Drakari Codex uh, from a competitive point of view, Incubi are very good. They're very good. Um, they're, they're really? going to cause some pain for people. Oh yeah, yeah. They're 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 very 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 good choppy boys now. Um, so yeah, no, you get a good. It's good value. But I've, I'm having good fun building it actually. Um, unfortunately though, I will say hobby hobby progress is has been stalled not only by work, but my god, the unthinkable has happened. I've run out of grace here, and there's none in any of the stores. Oh, the spray? None of the online store. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think oh. as our listeners, and I've seen I've seen in the London, a few of the Warhammer chats uh, that you know that we're in on WhatsApp, I've seen um, people saying that they're just having a nightmare getting hold of, of Gracia and Wraithbone. Um, they just seem to be missing and out of stock, um, both on GW's main website and in a lot of uh, friendly local gaming store websites. So uh, if anyone from GW is part of our audience, um, <laughs> please make more. Um, because, my God, I need it. Otherwise, I will have legions of Duncan's disappointment, grey um, plastic everywhere, um, which I you know, I don't like to have. Uh, so, yeah, so if they can sort that out. But that is my hobby progress. That is my hobby progress for the week. Excellent. I love how we have this like national shortage of spray paint and like all of us are beginning to feel it. Like... Even me, like I'm looking at my my last dregs of uh, Chaos Black, and I'm just like, oh, I'm gonna make this really go far now. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's a bit like it's a bit like say so, I don't know if you know pointless anecdote, nothing to do with Warhammer as well. But a few <laughs> years ago, Norway ran out of butter. Really. Ran out of butter, yeah, because there's a big thing in Norway about making loads of cookies around Christmas time that are obviously very buttery. And uh, due to some problems with, uh, like, milk imports and the local sort of, I guess, milk production, there was was a massive lack of butter in Norway. So, you know, I feel like Norwegian people, wargamers and otherwise, will have sympathy for us (laughs) with our our spray shortage. Our listeners come here for Warhammer, but they come out here smarter, more well-rounded, knowledgeable people about the world. This That's how we've made it to 27 episodes. <laughs> yeah, we we aim to be good at pub quizzes. That's all I'll say. You aim to I be good at pub quizzes. Your knowledge is amazing. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm just there to look pretty. <laughs> if we ever do a pub quiz, Adam is on my team. Like, <laughs> I refuse to play against Adam in a pub quiz. <laughs> that is a thing. Um, Very yeah. kind. I was going to say, actually, going going back to like being a nerd and being on Zoom calls and stuff. I can't remember who it was. It was that guy who was on the news. He was on BBC News, and he just happened to have like a box of sisters like on the it's... on the thing behind him. I'll, I'll tell you exactly who that was. That was James Cleverly, who was a minister, <laughs> junior minister in the Foreign Office. And slightly weirder note, I actually know him. <laughs> so I didn't know he was into Warhammer. I didn't know he was into Warhammer, but in a previous life. Um, and I guess I next was, week. Uh, young... <laughs> yeah, when I was, a, when I was a, younger, a younger and slightly more sadder individual, um, he was my local uh, representative on like, our local government in London. So I actually, I know James. Um, I haven't seen him in a few years since I, went to, since I came back from uni. But um, yeah, I'm, I, I, when I saw that, I was like, oh, interesting. He's into Warhammer now. Hmm. Henry Cavill and government ministers. That's so funny. I remember seeing that because it was all over like the sisters' Facebook groups. Like, oh my God, this guy collects sisters. And I was just like, oh my God, that's kind of awesome. I'm so about this. Uh, do we know, I mean, just on this, do we, what other famous celebrities? T- Tanya, do you know any, any sort of like famous celebs in the US who are like famously uh, Warhammer players? 
I, I, so I am a person who doesn't really like watch movies or TV or anything <laughs> like that. So there probably could be, uh, I'm also, I'm also Canadian. Um, so, oh, oh, nice. <laughs> I, do you know what, do you know what, do you know what the worst part of this is? Uh, I apologize for that because my other half is Canadian. She's from Toronto. <laughs> and if anyone tells her, she goes, oh, are you American? She very rightly gets very northern. So I apologize. <laughs> and I'm a massive fan of the Great White North. So, uh, yeah, no, we're, we're, I apologize for that. I feel terrible. No, so now good. your fiance is just going to punch you when she listens to this. <laughs> Probably. I've just Googled celebrities that play Warhammer and we have some interesting re- results I know Ooh. one Vin Diesel plays Blood what? Angels uh, no what Trey Parker oh my god of South Park that tracks that, that definitely tracks Angle, I mean, yeah, okay, that uh, Ansel Elgort Ansel Elgort I definitely didn't say that right the first time um, paints paints miniatures Robbie Williams Robin Williams was a very famous Ooh. player uh, there are lots of that GW he, he played uh, employees well. who, who have got great stories there <laughs> Jordan from Axis of Awesome. Ed Sheeran, I think, Ed Sheeran used to play as a kid. Uh, oh, no, Ed Sheeran posted yeah, him building up some space marines in a dressing room. So there we go. Oh, really? Oh, damn. I've seen him buy a lot of Lego. Jay from Jay and Silent Bob. He plays Warhammer. And Edward oh, Woodward, wow. the original Wicker Man, plays. And, of course, Henry Cavill. So, damn, there are some celebrities that play Warhammer. Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if you call him a celebrity, but didn't former England football team manager Roy Hodgson also play Warhammer? Or there was a rumour that he played Warhammer for a while. Really? This is Sorry, this is getting really weird now. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, actually, uh, I don't know if all of you guys know this story, but one of the guys um, in our hobby group, um, Dean, used to work at Games Workshop. And he was the guy that sold Henry Cavill his first starter set and a whole bunch of codexes. Like apparently he just walked into a games workshop in Tottenham Court Road one day and um, was just like, yeah, I'll have one of every codex and, a st- and uh, the starter box, please. And he just had a chat with, uh, with Dean and Dean was just like, oh my God, Superman collects Warhammer. This is amazing. But like pretending to, to be really together. cool. Yeah. I, I would not be cool about it. Like at all. Like, I wasn't even cool about it when I met Bone, let alone fucking Superman. <laughs> I wouldn't oh know. God. I wouldn't know what he looks like. Oh wow! You, Wait, you would really? know. You would. You, know you would know because he looks like a space marine in real life. He's yeah, just like he's just he a does. god of a man. He's like nine foot tall, built like a house. You'd you'd know. What him. kind of space marine though? He he would be a custom. a very handsome, very handsome one. He's like chiselled. He's not like a scarred no. like kind no. of veteran. Because there's the thing when you say he looks like space marine, he looks more like a custodian. Yeah, custodian probably. Uh, oh okay, gotcha. Oh no, so he kind of looks, looks like, like an ultramarine. He, he kind of looks like Quipster then. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if, yeah. Imagine Quipster, but like after he's been to the gym for a while. And then, uh, <laughs> oh, no. no, no, you're right. This is like skinny me right now. It's terrible. No, no, no! I, I say that with love. You're you're a very svelte man, uh, but Henry Cavill is a is a is a is a big. Henry man. Cavill looks he's, like he's a rugby player. He's got to be to play Superman, right? Yeah, no, he's got Henry to play Cavill. Superman. He is a monster. He'd probably appreciate that though, Tanya. Like, I, I get that. I feel like if you're sometimes if you're like like super super major celeb, you know, movie star, and you go into somewhere and you know like when you're buying your stuff, you probably don't. You probably appreciate when people are just like treat you like normal and are like kind of who are you. Hmm. I, I have heard that before. 
So if you see if you see Henry Cavill in Games Workshop, ladies and gentlemen, do make sure you go up to him and say, "Who the fuck are you?" Because he'll really appreciate <laughs> <it>. <laughs> in that tone as well. Custody. Yeah, literally, just like that. What kind of an ass collects custodies? <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, saying this, moving on to someone else's hobby progress, Tanya, what have you been up to? Um, I know you think that I'm going to say in terms of hobby that I've been up to custodes, but I have not. Um, mm-hmm. No, but I, I have been reading up a little bit on them. Um, so I'm in coaching for right, Warhammer please. because uh, I'm not very good at the game. <laughs> so um, and I play guard and guard suck. So uh, my coach and I have been thinking about how to make them not suck and we think maybe adding a little bit of custodes in there might help so um after this i'm playing yes so after this i'm I'm playing on tts it'll be my first time testing out um how custodes and guard kind of fit together so yeah tastiest of imperial soups yes but like in terms of hobby like because i make so much content i always have like a stream project that i do that i i paint on twitch and then i have something that i paint for me that i paint off of twitch so um my stream project right now is uh three orc bikers um they're really cool though i don't know if you ever played borderlands at all borderlands 3 yeah, yeah um, but game. I have yeah. Yeah, so they're like orc bikers, but they're in a mono wheel, like on Borderlands Three. Oh, nice! Awesome. Wow. Yeah, so I'm working on those on stream, and then uh, my off stream project for me is a second Manticore. So that's uh, awesome. May, may, I, may I ask, as somebody who's who's painting up orcs mm-hmm. at the moment, what is your what what was your thoughts when you saw the? Because I presume obviously you, you have like an orc force that's going to be added to you. What was your thoughts on the new squig? What are they call beast beast snaggers. I hate them. <laughs> yeah. What? No, yeah. I, I, no, but that's that's why I that's why I ask because I know I know it's generated. Like, there's been a lot of people who are just like, this is an AOS model yeah. with like a rocket stuck on yeah, it. Yeah, I know it's been very controversial. Yeah, so for me, it feels like an Age of Sigmar Auruk model. It doesn't feel like 40k to me, but also I'm fairly new to orcs. Uh, I just started them in November. So, and the stuff that I like is very, like, mechanized, kind of heavy armored kind of thing. So it kind of just goes against my aesthetic, and yeah. It's not my thing. Oh, nice. Yeah, cool. I mean, I like that other people like it. That's awesome. But uh, it's just, it doesn't really fit how I want to play the game. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Right, that makes sense. That makes sense. But what... Are we counting that uh, that Space Marine sort of like test model you did as well as uh, as part of the the latest hobby progress? What the Pink Templar? That's the one. Yeah, I mean you could. I I always, like I literally always have something on the go. But yeah, you could count that one if you want. If you want to talk about that one, yeah. I like that. It's really cool. I really love the base on it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Uh, yeah. Um, that project. So I always tell people that that project started out as a spite idea. I was never actually going to make it, <laughs> but I was just like, like, oh, people say that my painting is too clean, and like people say that my painting isn't grim dark enough, and people tried to tell me how to play the game, and you know. I get mansplained sometimes. So I was just like, you know what I should do? I should just trigger all those people and make a 
pink space marine. Um, and then I so, uh, and like That's I amazing. had this idea, and then it wouldn't go away. And then I started talking to a few friends about it, and I was like, yeah, I should just like put like cute animals and like woodland creatures on the bases and like put sparkles on everything and um (laughs) and then my one friend brought up like diablo 3 he's like well what about that that level in diablo 3 and i was like oh my god whimsy shire he's like yeah yeah that level and i was like okay so that's the plan i'm gonna do like whimsy shire bases and like the brightest pinkest marines you've ever seen and like i'm gonna put them in one of the manliest chapters that exists so they're gonna be black templars and (laughs) and and yeah and then i started painting it and i really enjoyed it so i'm gonna do more of them i have so much time for this (laughs) you know know i love you know i love about it as well like the the pose on that um on that phobos marine as well it just looks like he's looking at the kind of person who's like, you know, why are you wearing pink armor? And he's just looking like, before they've even said it, he's just looking at him like, what? <laughs> you <laughs> what, something? mate? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, have you seen my bolter? <laughs> oh, yeah. Wait, I love that so much. It's just that, like, did you sculpt those little mushrooms on the base? Yeah, and the teddy bear. He has a teddy bear oh on the base. Oh my god, that's, that's yeah. awesome. It's, it's the cutest thing. Amazing. It's so cool. And the, the yeah. bear, the but bear, really, this eyes really pop out. It's, mm. it's awesome. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the bear. Yeah, but genuinely though, <laughs> does the like, bear have a name? If you do, uh, Melter Bomb. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the little, um, the little, uh, what are they called? You know the ones in in. Um, it's called a duty, isn't it? On the zombies, like the little monkey bombs. Yeah. it's like that, but with a with a with a, a teddy bear. I love it. <laughs> oh my god! Yes. But, like, the funny thing is, as well, if you do manage to get 2,000 points of, like, an army that looks like that done, it will look amazing on the table. Mm-hmm. Like, not that I'm biased or anything, but it's it's quite <laughs> rare to see, like, a very brightly coloured 40k army. So when you do see it, it, like, really stands out. And so, yeah. like, bright pink, oh my god, at a competition, that'd be amazing. It's, like, it's kind of the antithesis to my guard army, because my guard is, like... Dark green, dark gray, and like a little bit of like red accents, right? Like in general, it's like pretty safe colors. It's pretty drab and dark. Mm. So it's like having that on the sh- well, that'll be on a few shelves, and then having like a shelf of pink marines. <laughs> um, I think it'll just look really cool next to each other. So. Oh my god! Yes, I yeah. am so I mean, about this. I'm, I'm slowly building an emperor's children force. So frankly, more pink marines. The better, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Anytime, I mean, it does make me laugh though when people, when you know, when, when there are people who go sort of there, 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 lot of reasons, but it should be grim, dark. How dare you paint them? Da, 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 mm-hmm. and all that nonsense. Mm-hmm. It's like, guys, guys, you know, there is. Do they, they realize there is an entire canon chapter of absolute nutcases painted bright pink, right? You know, I mean, <laughs> obviously, apart from the do what you want, but if you just want to, mm-hmm. if you actually want to sit there and be like, I've got my book of law, like you know, in the actual law, we already have that, so you know. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Even also, if you the look rain- at... also the rainbow, uh, what are they oh, call yeah. the rainbow, rainbow marine chapter. Bring yeah. them back. They're cool. That's a hard color scheme though, but they are really cool. I just think it's really funny that people think that one, their opinion matters, and two, that they can tell other people what to do with their war dollies. Like, like <laughs> they're painting them how they want. You don't. I mean, you can have an opinion, but it really, it shouldn't matter, right? 
So. I mean, Tanya, to be fair, I think you'll find that uh, toy soldiers are actually very serious business. We've got to take this very seriously. <sighs> very seriously, okay? <laughs> Extremely seriously. Like life and death. <laughs> <laughs> I love as well, like, when people try and make that argument, like, I don't know if Games Workshop did this on purpose, but, like, the most serious Primark with the most, like, serious Legion are all bright yellow. (laughs) The Banana Boys. (laughs) (laughs) Literally. I love that. Well, you don't need need camouflage when you're the one building the fortress and sitting inside it, right? That's the logic there. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Also, construction workers... Famously, you know, high vis, brightly coloured high vis. So that's what it's all you about. Just nailed it on that. <laughs> <it all makes laughs> <sense. laughs> Imperial vis, the high vis well, jacket I'll, of the forty k universe. I'll, I'll ro- Rogel Dorm walking around in a hard hat with his, with his architectural plans under his arm. That's normal. <laughs> uh, <laughs> please, love it. please, somebody <laughs> kit bash that Rogel Dorn with little blueprints <laughs> under his arm, please. Do it. What you gotta what you gotta do is you gotta model them though, doing like really, really like mundane versions of fortification. Like, cause if you think about it, right, you know, they're building these fortifications, right? There's obviously the guys who, you know, we build the stronghold and we put the guns in and blah, blah, blah. And then it's going to be like, what do you do? It's like, hi, I'm Keith. I'm from the 10th company. I do all the drainage and road works. Like one of those, one of those, like stop, one of those, like stop go boards. Just when, like, when the rhino's coming down, he's like, I got a minute. Like what I'm seeing right now is a diorama. Okay. And the diorama <laughs> is a giant hole. Right, and there's imperial fists, mm-hmm. and they're all standing around the hole, conversing. <laughs> and there's there's one scout inside the hole with a shovel, digging. But there's there's like ten ten like actual marines like around the outside of the hole, telling him how to do Just it. Checking clipboards. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Make it. There's like a safety committee there, making sure he doesn't hurt himself. You know. <laughs> Rabito, Rabito Gilliman turns up and he's like, you know, uh, we 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 must conduct the Indomitus Crusade. This hole must be filled in. How long? And they just turn around and go, oh, I don't know, mate. Probably, uh, <laughs> oh, I don't know, probably probably six to eight weeks. Good, good yeah, will probably know, like tell them off for how much it costs for them to do the hole as well. <laughs> <laughs> Have you filled in the correct forms? It's an I-934. <laughs> I've looked at my spreadsheet. This is way over budget. It's not zoned for that, sir. <laughs> <laughs> that is the most Gilliman quote ever. <laughs> Do you have zoning permission careers. for this? Yeah, alternative careers for Primarchs. Uh, Rebute Gilliman, local zoning official. <laughs> oh my god, yes. It was so doing this. Uh, and on that note, talking about uh, hobby progress, Sandman, what have you got for us? What have you been up to? I have done a couple of things. There was a new book for the Dark Angels that came out officially, which was really nice, called Luther, which is pretty pretty big deal, I mm. think. Not many not many factions get to see their law moved on very often, and, and we've we've had that now. It's a fantastic idea. It takes place from Luther uh, being interred uh, inside the rock all the way through to 40k, where he you know, he meets Azriel essentially. And it's yeah, really interesting idea. It's it's designed to kind of fill in a lot of the holes. If you've read the Horus Heresy, I think a lot of people would have gone like, wait, we don't really see much of Luther 
really? We don't really see him do all this bad mm. stuff. Is he really the big bad guy? And this book is to clarify kind of what he's been doing off screen, um, as it were. And so, yeah, that, 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 was, that was quite cool. So definitely recommend that one. Um, I think one of the things for me has been, and I was talking to someone about this the other day, despite the fact we've had lockdown and there's all been all this time to paint, I've also had it where <laughs> I, I get incentivized to paint quite a lot by playing because I like to try different lists. And so weirdly, I, I played my first game in a long time last week. We can play Garden Hammer in the UK now, which is which really nice. And so now I've, you know we're looking to play again it's actually kind of given me an, an incentive to kind of uh, yeah get some stuff done, which is pretty cool. So yeah, yeah, that's that, I haven't yeah outside of that I haven't yeah I haven't really painted too much. It's kind of added to things. Um, I've been batch painting lots of stuff at once, and then I get bored and move on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, like especially when it comes to like essentially the big horde armies that you have, um, Ed, like Gene Steeler cults especially. I I don't know how you can sit and paint like 30 hybrids like that yeah. process for me just i couldn't face it honestly i mean contrast paint is so amazing for, for hordes so it's it's that's that's not too bad like I'm, I'm actually paint as we speak i'm painting my uh my aberrants and they're you know there's not too many colors on them really so, so they're not too bad to get out but it's the stuff that is quite finicky when you have to do that across lots of models that ties ties you out so my basing scheme isn't particularly hard however it requires quite a lot of sterling mud and it, you pretty much have to paint the model on the base first so you can't kind of do the bases separately because of how it works and when when you're handling a lot of sterling mud around a painted model it makes me very nervous mm. and so i end up taking quite a long time to do each individual base and so that and that ends up just killing me because i'm just like how many have i done four it's been four hours fuck okay cool <laughs> <laughs> i mean to be fair you know though, I, I, oh god as you say, I, Ed, I haven't even started basing my Tyranids yet. I painted the Gaunts and I painted the Gene Steelers, but I, I haven't even thought about one. And I, I am, I because I, I took a look. Uh, what was it? Um, a Grellan Earth. I took a look at that, and like you, I was like, oh Christ, I'm gonna have to be careful now. Yeah, sod this. So they're currently sitting in a cupboard, unbased. I feel terrible. <laughs> it is, it is the one. It is because I, I generally, I'm quite, you know, I, I'm not particular. I'm not a very good painter, um, Tanya. So like, I, I don't really venture much out into the, the 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 testing cool schemes and stuff like that so I, I generally stick to gw stuff and i'm always fine with it but it's the one place that gets so expensive if you're doing a horde army compared to any other supplier i find um it's much more expensive i mean to be fair as well i think you need to explain like the uh the base the bases that you're doing and sort of like the theme behind the army ed because like there's a reason why you're spending so much on sterling mud. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's uh, it's all. They're all uh, my genes are agri world based, and so they're all on like ploughed fields. So it requires quite a lot of dumping of sterling mud on the base, and then kind of drawing out uh, the, the where the you know tractor or combine harvester has gone through. It's um, the coolest thing I've ever done, but it's it takes a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. I mean, Tanya, you must have experienced like just looking at 400 models and just being like okay this is three platoons of guardsmen let's go well my guard like the way i play guard i don't have actually a lot of troops so i have 60 so i have six uh 10 man infantry squads 
and that's, that's pretty much all that I ever use. I do have 30 more um, infantry dudes that I have to paint. Um, and I will do that at some point. Um, but because I'm still trying to figure out like what I want to do for my competitive uh, list, I, I don't want to do it quite yet. Um, right now, my orcs are more of like my main focus because I'm like looking at an entire shelf of orcs that I have to do and it's one third done. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but, and, and I do, I do like to batch paint the orcs. Um, while I'm doing it, I, I often question my sanity and like why I chose to do this. But then <laughs> at the end I can look and I can see like, Oh, I've got 40 orc boys painted to like above tabletop standard and they look fantastic. And I feel really good about that. Um, so yeah, I, I've got like I've got fifteen storm boys that I think I'm gonna do, um, not next, but you know soonish, soonish. So. And so, what what does oh, a nice. competitive guard army generally look like? And they don't look like anything. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, in general, that's why we haven't like, talked about it. Effort the chat for the guard. <laughs> Yeah, well, in general, like, you're going to have certain things. Like, you're probably going to have two full payload manticores. Um, you're probably going to have... Uh, it's just because there's not really a metal list, right? But in general, you're going to have those. You might have, like, a demolisher tank commander or two. Um, but yeah, other than that, it just depends how you want to play it. So for me, I like to play kind of more mechanized i like to have tanks in general i would like to have all tanks but it's not viable um in this current uh point in time but i do know that there are some people who are having a tremendous amount of success with like very few tanks and all foot soldiers so it just really depends how you want to play it but um yeah i've been looking at ball grid for my gsc the problem I have is that for something like Bulgrin, Bulgrim seemed to do the thing that Bulgrin do worse than everything else that does the thing that Bulgrin do, <laughs> which is just stand, stand there. Yeah, I, I mean, definitely. This is the this is the problem with guard in general. Is like you look at things within the codex, and they look really good, right? Like in terms of like a tough melee unit, Bulgrin look great when you just compare it to what's in your codex. Once you start looking outside of the codex and looking at other factions, you're like, oh, yeah, none of this stuff does anything very good. Right? <laughs> and, and no, like, right. Like, it's either too expensive or it just is not tough. Like, what's an invulnerable save? Mm. Right? Like, um, <laughs> yeah. and, and for this reason is why you don't really see a lot of um, guard players in, like, the competitive scene. Right. Fair. Are you, are you a big fan yeah. of super heavies? Is that is that a, like just just for fun? I don't even own one. Right. I don't even own one. I I'm thinking about getting one, but I don't own one yet. To be fair, Sandman, this is a bit of hobby progress you missed because you do have one, and it's remarkably unique. Yeah, that's true. Well, yeah, I mean, as as Jesus the coach, you can take guard stuff. So I I did, but I have bought a Bane blade, and it is waiting to be to be painted. Um, it's obviously got gene stealers crawling all over it. It's yeah, it's probably it's my pride and joy at the moment. I think actually, um, but uh, yeah, they're they're something that is so cool. They just they seem to be 
very very good against other bane blades <laughs> and other super heavy but like, I've seen it even against like knights they're just like four up in one yay like <laughs> yeah I, in general i think the bane blade variant is like one of the weaker variants of the bane blade chassis True, yeah, yeah. The, there's it's just, just other classic, so i just felt i had to go that one I think that yeah, was, yeah 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 it is a super iconic but uh yeah i am thinking about getting one it's just like i have I've got like ten thousand points of stuff to paint, and I'm I'm like mm. Quipster. I I don't paint very fast, so um, it just doesn't make sense for me I to get that. one just yet. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, I I am kind of toying with the idea of like maybe a Bane Hammer. Like I want something that I can put troops or Bulgrin into. Um, so I, I it is on it is on my mind. That's so cool. it will probably happen. Yeah. Awesome. Well, hopefully by hopefully by the at the point at which you've got your like you say you know like Quipster you know you take time over your painting. By the time at which your army is like ready to go, they will drop the uh, guards update codex, <laughs> and you'll get like a big glow up, and then it'll be like right, you know these bulg like bulgrins will actually be good, and like the you know the the tanks will be a bit cheaper yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, it's they. I mean, they need it, right? They need the they need the the next iteration of of the codex because they're just suffering from. By virtue of being, you know, having having internal issues, which it does, but also just being an eighth edition codex when all the ninth stuff is, you know, coming out. Yeah, I do want to caveat this by saying, like, most of my guard is done. Um, when I say I have ten thousand points, it's like mostly other stuff. So it's going to be like orcs or right, space right. wolves or pink templars or slanesh <laughs> demons or whatever like like it's all my other stuff. It's been like two years of me like just strictly painting and playing guard. Two years? Yeah, two years. So most of my guard stuff with a few like outliers is like like the infantry and that is 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 painted. Um but nice. at like a lot of people like to sort of wish list away and and you know like oh a lot of people tell me like because I do like to, I like to bitch and moan about how bad my faction is um, and a lot of people <laughs> right um, and a lot of people will just say well just wait until until the new codex comes out right and it's like that's nice if you don't play right mm. so in the mm. meantime. Um, I am not like, I don't really like to wish list. I don't like to think, well, what, what could they do to my faction to make it better? Right. Because well, there is, there's a small chance that the book could come out and it could be worse. You just never know. Yeah. So I like to just sort of like look at the tools that I have and make the most out of it. Um, and then if I just lose all my games, I can just bitch even harder and just be like, oh, I just lost cause my faction's <laughs> trash. It's fine. It's fine. Right. I totally agree. And it's, it's, it's such a shame because it's like, if you do play the game, the rules do matter. They should be something that are of importance to GW. And especially when some of the stuff is really easy to fix. Like, just, just drop drop a couple of points here and there. Like, it's that's genuinely it. Like, give one person, take two hours. It's literally a PDF. It is literally one, one PDF, GW. Please just reduce the points. I, I, oh, God. Yeah, anyway. Given, 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 given the ability of uh, G-dubs to, uh, to, uh, to mess up some PDFs uh, in the past, I, I'm, I'm oh not too God. hopeful. Uh, you say it's two hours of one PDF. It won't be. No. <laughs> this is the thing as well like i as a custodies player am really really um like not not blessed but spoiled when it comes to like stuff like this because like custodies were like good when they first came out 
Then they were okay. And then all of a sudden, when uh, War of the Spider came out, we just got really good really suddenly. And I was like, not used to it. I was like, oh, oh, this is great. Oh, I'm loving this. And so, yeah, I was what just like, what does that feel oh, like? I don't know what all these other people are complaining about. Oh, it's amazing. Honestly. <laughs> it, I, was just, I was reading through Thanks. those strats and I was just like, this is so good. I, so. I am. You feel it in your soul. For, like, oh, this for, is amazing. For example, so I'm playing my first game with Custodes after this, and um, mm-hmm. I, I make little cue cards, right, with like rules and stuff on them, so I can remember. I don't have to flip through my books. And like for Guard, I think I have like five stratagems that I think are actually useful. There's other ones that I would use, <laughs> but I started. I today I made my my stratagems card. For, from the custode stuff that I could use that I thought would be useful. Uh-huh. And, like, there's so much useful stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, there's mm, so much useful yeah. stuff. And, like, I mean, uh, I'm excited yeah. to be able to use my CP on cool stuff. Yeah, so it's, a, it's so funny you say that because, like, I had all of these guys, like, basically turned this into a meme when we were able to play uh games last summer because like war of the spider had just come out and like i was beginning to play games again and literally i would play and it'd be like every single time something happens oh i've got a strat for that hang on a sec literally every single time anything happens like i've got a str- hang on i've got a strat for that <laughs> i i will i will say they the one thing you you didn't have a strap for is uh, oh, oh. Richard R- R- Richard's blade guard. You like don't you guard, even don't you start? Stuff? Don't you even start? I just fuck yeah. you and your blade guard. Thank, thank you, Adam. Thank for, you. Con- for, 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 <laughs> for context, Quip, Quipster Quipster bless him is he has like a, a reaction to the word blade guard whenever it's brought up now. So uh, to be fair, it's just like an instinctual dislike. I also have Honestly. that reaction to blade guard. Uh, like, see. Ugh. Yeah. Thank you. But not to look yeah. at. No, it's not just. The... <laughs> oh, they're beautiful. Models. Oh, they're beautiful yes. models. So, but so, yeah. we, oh we, we should should say for further context that that Rich is a, is a is a blade guard enthusiast as much for the look as how oh they play. God. How many have you got now? You've got 15. like like oh, 15, 15 <laughs> blade guards. Well, actually, <laughs> of I was going to say as well. Talking of uh, talking of Rich Reza, let's uh, let's hear your hobby progress. What have you been up to? More blade guard, I assume. No, so uh, a bit like I don't think I've really made much progress. I, I haven't been well the last month, so like the couple mm. and the last couple of weeks, I really felt like I can like do anything. So I've painted. So I read the the new Euro Adventurous book, The Swords of Kalf, and was that I got, good? Uh, yes, I liked it. I enjoyed it. Um, Euro Adventurous was like the first Warhammer novels I ever read. So um, I mean, like just put him in my face i'm happy so uh so i decided to, <laughs> from that i would paint his co- yeah that's, that's so weirdly phrased <laughs> but i was happy guys <laughs> yeah, you're nice adventurous just sit there. on my face it's fine um but from that i decided that i'd paint his command squad so i painted his command squad um that's something i've done and i was it's kind of like it was a labor of love and joy and it was it was great and um the war hips that josh put out the euro adventurous uh, tutorial so i just used that to paint the whole time command squad and it was just yeah they, they look great and i'm really happy with them and then i also painted treebeard who i i generally yeah. think that's the best thing i've ever painted he came out so well i'm really happy with it mm. uh and he's yeah, such a really cool good. model yeah. uh the sculpt it just look just i look at him and i feel like i am on top of him throwing stones at orakai 
<laughs> Honestly, that model especially, it looks like it was just made for contrast with like the textures you've got on all of it. Yeah, like his beard, you could really mix and blend in, and there's like no like there's no wrong way of doing it because my beard will look different to the way Josh did his. Uh, but it's just the way you can mm. get the the different colors to go over it really gets the I guess the foliage really well. It just looks so nice. And it's the first time I've ever really experimented with blending uh, paints like that. And I just yeah, I was so happy. My my dad walked in when I was painting it. I was like the biggest smile on my face. Like, damn it, it's trained. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that, that's kind of that's been really what my hobby progress is. I think I'm going to start uh, finishing up some. Um, uh necrons just get some more of my necrons done now that's probably my next 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 stage um because i guess as ed said god hammer's a thing so um mm. i'll be having my second jab in like i don't know uh, a month and then i'm gonna go out there and play warhammer so you dude you're getting your second jab soon that's awesome yeah yeah so I'm, i've been um locked up well we've all been locked up but i'm not i'm not going out until I'm, i feel like so i've been jabbed twice and because i don't want to risk it with my mm. my, my health is going up and down so once that happens i'm gonna um, kiss and hug everyone so you lot be ready I'm so <laughs> I'm also I'm so jealous as well like I'm gonna have to do so like for listeners out there who don't know this I have a chronic condition um, but I haven't been on any medications since like last February and so my doctor and my so all of my medical people put me in the like normal people category so I'm not allowed to have the uh, the vaccine until like everyone else does it's just like, oh, for fuck's sake, guys. I'd say it How was a weird experience to going to get a jab, and I'd be, I'm 27, and at the time it was everybody plus 50, so I was like half everybody's mm. age in the building. It was quite funny. <laughs> That's so funny. Actually, going back to what you said as well about your dad walking in and uh, doing the jab, and doing the jab, um, <laughs> looking at your tree beard, it's always a funny thing. I like trying to explain how excited you are over like your latest hobby project to like friends and family because like it just like doesn't it's it just doesn't work you're just like oh my god look at this thing so so i I saw my i saw um it was my mum's birthday um last week actually and uh we 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 went down there and sort of you know did distant stuff in the garden um and my birthday was was sort of late march and uh, she bought me very kindly it's actually sitting on my desk here, she bought me a, 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 a tyranid model forge world model and uh, it was she did the typical like british mum thing i mean i say british mum i think it's all mums right but especially british mum where <laughs> midway through the conversation she just turned to me and just went is, did you like your warhammer thing was it, was it nice was it what you wanted i don't know why i don't know why i've given her a sort of northern english accent she's not she's from london but still, it was just it was just this bizarre and i, I was just like yeah yeah did it arrive okay have you built it no i haven't no no oh can i see it when it's painted yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's fine you can have a look at it see, i know I, it was well cute i was so like cute. she was like she, she, the best bit was she sort of taught, asked me all this and then she went what is it? <laughs> <laughs> she ordered it off the off and just had no idea. She was like, what do you want? I was like, oh, I don't know, maybe a side Tiero duel. She's like, okay, cool. And I just went, well, mum, it's sort of like a big bug. And she went, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's the that's nice. Yeah, I was like, I was like okay, cheers, cheers, mum. Well, that's like, that's a good thing. I try to get my brother and my dad excited about obviously all the space marines i've painted all the necrons and some of the grey painted, and they have no idea my brother comes in and goes that one looks a bit like something from dark souls and that's about as interested as he gets but then lord of the <laughs> rings they've my, my brother writes his english 
university essays about Lord of the Rings. He's that much of a fan. And my dad obviously nice. watched the movies and read all books. So if I come to him with my uh, my tree beard and my urukai, he's like, I actually know what that is, and that is pretty cool. And and he's like, <laughs> you actually know how to paint. And I'm like, thanks. Is that you saying good job? <laughs> thanks. <laughs> <laughs> You've given me the highest compliment, brother. Thank you. My my other half, my significantly better half, uh, Kelly, has a, has a weird mix of like very strong opinions. Cause she's reading the Horus Heresy at the moment. She's been going through it. She's a full groom now. Um, and has very strong opinions on characters in the Horus Heresy. Um, so <laughs> she, th- she, said, she said, she said, Eidolon, he's a dick. And I was like, well, yeah. She's accurate. not wrong. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, but then also, um, like, you know, she's, she's, she's not, not necessarily a fan of the, the, the game in quite the same way, like more into the, the sort of, I guess, the literature around it. And, and she said to me, one of the main reasons why, she said, there's no, there's no sexy characters. There's no one sexy. Now, I'm sure there's listeners out there who will tell us who they think they're, they're like, sort of, like, sexiest. They're the Warhammer uh, character or, or army or model they fancy. Um, I've tried to say, well, look, the Drakari have, like, you know, they're kind of svelte elves in, in armour. And they're, you know, kind of kind of look quite kind of kind of sheeny and they're into that sort of thing. Um, so I'm going to try and get her into the Drakari, but we'll, we'll see how that goes. Until until then, it will just be her telling me that Eidolon's a dick for a while, which, again, accurate. <laughs> I love that. But I will say, at least, like, none of that is embarrassing. Like, all of that is fairly contained. What's happening with me at the moment, and, like, I don't know what to do about this, is my mum has access to our company Instagram because she, like, does a lot of our marketing. She'll, like, post, post, like, uh, stuff that she's up to with the business and all that kind of stuff. However, what she tends to do is she doesn't realise... Because she has all the Instagram accounts for work on her phone, and she doesn't know which one she's using, and they all follow my hobby account. And so every single hobby post I have will have my mum in the comments somewhere from our work account being like, oh, I'm so proud of you, my son. This is so beautifully painted. And I'm just like, mum, so people can read this. This is from the work account. <laughs> Mate, that is, that is worth that is worth ten thousand times any <laughs> Warhammer community, you know, sharing. Thing, That's true. Right? Just bear that in mind when you're embarrassed that by it, true. right? That is that is worth more. Mm-hmm. That is true. That is true. Should we also just say hobby progress is also that we all bought a, tickets to the. Um, mm. What's that thing? I've got. I, I'm. I've. I got halfway there. <laughs> we got halfway there. <laughs> we bought tickets to something. Listeners, we've all bought tickets to the thing. No, the cinema. Tickets, I believe, Rich. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah, we're all going. We're all going to watch the Henry Cavillathon and wear dress up as custodians. No, um, we 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 have bought tickets. They they recently announced the team behind the London Grand Tournament, uh, which is obviously the second biggest one in the world, in the world yeah, after like after lvo um, yeah. they've announced uh, one in the glorious uh, city of leicester um so we have decided collectively to wander up to the english city of leicester and go to the gt so if any listeners are going to the leicester gt in uh, when is it december november yeah december, december isn't yeah. it like um I, I know yeah, i know then, when uh, it is we, we will see you there where is <laughs> <laughs> i'm just following you lot i've got my I've got I've got a friend's wedding the weekend afterwards. In theory, again, COVID sort of permitting. So uh, so yeah, it's going to be an interesting couple of weeks. That one. Amazing! I literally got my ticket for that today. I honestly I can't wait because the, the I think I've only ever been to two Warhammer competitions so far, and they were both the um, 
fun and fluff tournaments in London. And they, I don't think, are that representative of competitions as a whole. Because, uh, Tanya, I don't know if you, you've heard of the fun and fluff competition in London, but um, it's fun and fluff. So it's not that serious. You don't get ITC points now. Um, and there's a lot of waiting towards your narrative that you bring and your lore. And uh, there's a lot for like hobby scores and stuff. And uh, you get yeah, scored on how I, fun I you it. are as well, don't you? Right, that's how good an opponent. Oh yeah, are, which is like a bit like it's, I think it's that's the heaviest weighting of score, right? Which is uh, something like that, yeah, which is good. Which, do, you, do you guys yeah. do a lot uh, of tournaments? It's, it's super enjoyable. Uh, we will. We just I don't think we have yeah, it so, yet. Okay. So we, we all we all got back into the hobby, I guess, fairly recently. So like mm. we were in that unfortunate period where we got back in. I think we did a few, you know, via because these were all organised as a big organisation, London London War Gaming Guild. And sort of put these together. Um, so we've done a few tournaments with them. I think Ed's done a couple more because he's been doing it a little bit longer. Um, but then obviously COVID hit, and you know we were all signed up for the London GT this year um, to do sort of more competitive. Uh, we'll have to give that a go um, again. I like. I certainly. I know. You said I, I'm certainly not a very good player. So we'll see how that goes. My my goal is always win one game. If I can win one game, I leave happy. Mm-hmm. It's a good, you know, it's a good time for all. Um, yeah. To be fair, even if I don't win one game, I'll still leave happy because you, you generally meet very very good people at these sorts mm-hmm. of events. Um, mm-hmm and have a good time yeah. um but yeah we, we're definitely going to try and do more i think more competitive stuff as things open up mm-hmm. um so yeah 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 uh, it- how, do you know what how what what are things like where where you are if you don't mind me asking because i know obviously like I, I know and forgive me i don't know where you're located but i know toronto for example has just gone like back into a full lockdown mm-hmm. so i was talking to my other half's parents and stuff it was just like yeah it sounds like it's not not opening up for tournaments or gaming anytime soon. Uh, yeah, so I live on the the West Coast. So I live in British Columbia. Right. And it's a little bit different out here where we can't have, well, we're, we're kind of like in, a, in sort of a gray area right now on what we can and cannot do. But um, we, in general, like my area is quite competitive. Um, and we, we, like my group that I play with uh, in particular are, are quite competitive. Um, and my next tournament isn't scheduled until August. Uh, everybody's just sort of like holding off on things because we're just not really too sure when we're going to be able to get more than 10 people um, together. Um, mm. But yeah, like in general, I, I love tournaments. Uh, I'm not like the greatest player i i am getting quite a bit better uh, since um doing coaching um so my first tournament i got one win and four losses i had only been playing i had only been playing for like april june july august september i had been playing for seven months um wow and then, so I went to the tournament, and I got one win, four losses. And uh, I had only been playing guard for, like, four months or so, I think, at that point. Oh, wow. Um, and so and then I, my next one, I went two wins and three losses. And then I started making goals. So then my goal was, I wanted to be above the halfway point. So my last mm. TTS tournament that I did, I got past the halfway point. Um, so, but my, my goal is to go consistently three wins and two losses. So uh, that's sort of what I'm working oh, towards. Um, but in my area, uh, it's funny you talk about sportsmanship. Like in my areas, the whoever gets 
the best sportsmanship score usually gets the best prize. So the way that we do it locally is it's just like a big table full of prize support and whoever gets the best um, sportsman, they just get the first pick. So it's usually like an Indominus box or, or whatever, like whatever the big prize is usually goes to that person. So um, I think at least in my area, sportsmanship is huge, huge. Um, like if you're not a good sportsman, you're not getting best overall, which is like the next best prize that you can get is best overall which is like the blended scores of of everything right so that'll be like sportsmanship paint um and then your generalship and then best generals the person who obviously wins the entire thing so yeah awesome yeah i mean the the competitive scene in general is something i want to get onto a little bit later um i'm going to quickly do my hobby progress and then tanya i want to go through like as with every guest we have on, like your your backstory and your oh, history, and uh, okay. going back to the beginning of your origin story in the hobby. All right. Um, but yeah, I, I have I have like two things really that I've that I've done hobby progress wise. Um, I have finally finished the Repulsor Executioner, which has been literally on my on my little shelf here for since January, I think. Yeah, literally, I think it's been since January. It's taken ages, and that's that's not even like because it's been difficult. It's just me being a slow person. Um, so it was there, and it was so worth it because it got so many likes on Instagram. And I know that's a <laughs> that's really how bad you way of like worth. measuring these things. <laughs> I know, but like, I know. it was like, almost on, five thousand likes. <laughs> So like we're, we're it was a there. big deal for me. We're, we're sitting here telling you, I, like I'm happy because you've now got a two thousand point army and we can Why have a proper full game with the fists, right? <laughs> and it looks really good and it's well painted. And you're sitting there going, "Oh, it got five thousand likes on Instagram." It's the most important thing. No, the most important thing is you have a two thousand point list. Was, Come on, I was and say. your mum likes it. That's the most important. Thing. That your is true. It, right? My mum did like it, but uh, yeah, that. That was it was it's kind of like the crowning thing for the two thousand point list because like now finally I can play like a proper game of Warhammer with the Imperial Fists. And like it was it's just kind of like a, a cool milestone like thing to have in the army because like it's the thing that got me to two thousand points. It's one of the it's the first tank I've painted since the early two thousand. So as we all know, the Bush pres- presidency. Um <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, a thing uh, yeah, that again, is a way of recording again, a time recur- <laughs> a recurring theme is that is that quips to him measures time by who was who, whatever administration was in charge of the u.s so you're not you know, even american a that's a thing i know i don't it's like if, the, what yeah the, the early the early blair years do, 97 do to 2001 yes that's how i measure yeah. time do you record your date of birth by your uh your the, what presidency it was Bush one, <laughs> yeah, it would have been Bush one because it'd be eighty eighty nine. Yeah, Bush one, oh, God, yeah. So yes, <laughs> but it's wow. uh, it's it's the per- it's the first tank I've painted since before the Iraq War. Uh, it's the crowning thing <laughs> to my two thousand point. <laughs> it's the crowning thing you, to my two thousand point. Can you please can you please mix this up? Can you please start picking like the governments of of like like I don't know the government of Azerbaijan or something? Like, I'm going to make work this out like... who was president of Kazakhstan in 1990 or whatever. And go date it from that. <laughs> to be fair, though, actually, I I could do it based on um, 
whoever was president of Nigeria. You can make it, re- you can make it really easy. You can make it really, really easy and just go with North Korea because you've got about <laughs> two choices. So, <laughs> job done. Easy. Yeah, Kim Il-sung. Yeah, that's what I'd finished it in the Kim Il-sung administration. It's not like, like you could do go. what edition of Warhammer was out because that's actually relevant. <laughs> <laughs> You'd think so, but that's not the direction I've taken. No. <laughs> that's that's I might, I might, I might. I might start using like the Gregorian calendar from like the late 1700s just to mess with you. <laughs> That's a surprise me that you Wait, know isn't... that. <laughs> say, isn't, the, isn't the Gregorian calendar just the the calendar? Oh damn it! Yeah, the Julian calendar. Yeah, I was going to say, what are you talking about? <laughs> I I use the Mayan calendar, so to me, we're just, just we're just over the end of the world. <laughs> so it ran out six yeah. years ago. No, eight I years sto- ago. I stopped with deaths in 2012. <laughs> just time time has been an irrelevant concept for you, Ed, since 2012. I'm a very poor employee. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Those are things that happened. Um, Oh, yeah, the other thing I was going to say, like, it's a crowning achievement, this tank. Um, Also because um, I think it's a rite of passage to get a message from Warhammer, um, the Warhammer account, and them to just be like, oh, we would like to feature this in the Hobby Roundup. And, like, when I got that, I was for this tank, I was just like, oh, my God, this is amazing. So yeah, I immediately put that in in the WhatsApp group, and I was like, "Oh my god, guys, this cool thing has happened!" So it's it's like a crowning achievement of the army so far, and I'm just really happy with it. I'm really proud of you and jealous of that at the same time. I might I might just keep posting my tree bid every day to see like if I could get it on the, get on the the stream. <laughs> oh my god, do it, guys, guys, guys! I'm gonna say it. Self worth is defined by what you like about your models, not whether bloody Warhammer messages you and but it helps it's a very it's a very pretty it's a very it's a very pretty tank it's a very no, pretty tank, stunning to i have to say <laughs> yeah you, but you guys, did you get you an army showcase on play on tabletop oh, oh we will get to that <laughs> oh, that's a... <laughs> that is a mic drop right there <laughs> okay talking about this right tanya hit us with the origin story tell us how you started in the hobby and then we'll get on to the play on tabletop thing, because that is also fantastic. Okay. Um, so I guess we'll start like way, way back. So I always grew up with science fiction. Like my mom and I, we used to watch um, Next Generation together, like just reruns and stuff. Oh, yes. And so that, uh, and original series as well, a little bit of Deep Space Nine, but... Um, so, like, my love of science fiction started with Star Trek, uh, and I never really liked Star Wars. Uh, don't at me. Um, and then, <laughs> <laughs> and that kind of like went into like Battlestar Galactica and and stuff like that. And yes. Um, yes. so, I always loved science fiction more than than fantasy, um, but I never got ex- like I never. I never knew anything about Warhammer because, like, where I live, there's no Warhammer stores. You can't just walk through a mall and, like, find a hobby shop or a GW store. It just doesn't exist, right? And um, none of my friends played, or so I thought. Uh, One of my really good friends from high school messaged me. He's like, oh, hell, you're, like, doing, like, Warhammer and stuff. And, hey, we used to all play Warhammer. And I was like, (laughs) really? Like, and they're like, yeah, we didn't tell you because we thought that because you're a girl, you'd make fun of us. And I was like, 
Really? <laughs> like, we're sitting there playing video games, and you think I... Okay, sure. It's not a big leap, is it? <laughs> no, not really. Um, so, but I, so I never really got, exper- like, exposed to it. And then um, when I was in my late 20s, uh, I made a friend. And this friend... Uh, was like, oh, do you want to see my hobby? And I was like, yeah, cool, sure, show me. And he showed me. He was, I think, he was playing like sp- painting uh, blood angels or something at the time. It was definitely like a space marine. And so he showed me, and I was like, oh my god, like what is this? He like gave me the rundown of the lore and everything, like you know, cliff notes, as you do with somebody who you know is coming into the hobby for the first time. And I was like, oh my god, that is so cool. And you paint all these little guys? And he's like, yeah. I was like, oh, that looks really cool. Like, I, I would like to try that. Um, so this friend um, eventually became my boyfriend. And then he uh, told me, he's like, you know that there's a game that goes along with all this stuff? And I was like, oh man, really? Like, sweet. Like, let's try it out. And at this point in time, it was 7th edition, so... So um, we we tried a little bit of a floor hammer, and like I played a few games, so I really wasn't into it at that time. But I really liked painting, um, so I picked up a small Chaos Space Marines um, force and I started painting it. Um, and I I painted like four things. And I was like, I don't like painting this. This is way too much trim. Um, this is not fun <laughs> at all. And then I sort of switched to Space Wolves, and that was a little bit better, but I still, like, I didn't really, like, I enjoyed painting it. Painting it was fine. And then 8th edition came out, and so I started playing a little bit more, um, and Space Wolves didn't really suit me at the time. Um, So then I I sort of put it down for a while, and I, I... had another hobby that was entirely soul sucking. Um, like it took me out of the house a number of days a week and it required me to do a lot of um, training because it was a sport. And so I did that for five or six years and then I hurt myself and then I couldn't do it anymore. And I was like, man, I've got all of this time that I'm used to putting into something that's, you know, quasi competitive. Um, I need to fill my time with something else. I was like, oh, maybe I'll go back to War Dollies, right? Um, (laughs) So I went back, and at that time, everybody was playing Age of Sigmar. So I was like, oh, Beast Claw Raiders seem really cool, right? I'm going to start Beast Claw Raiders, and they were doing like an Escalation League at the time. So um, I got... Like, I got a few units, and I painted them up, and I started playing, and I absolutely loved Age of Sigmar. It was so fun. I was playing all the time. I eventually got quite a a, a big painted force of that, and then all of a sudden, everybody stopped. Everybody stopped playing Age of Sigmar, and then they went back to Warhammer 40k. So I was like, oh, I guess I gotta, like, figure it out. Um... And so I went back to Space Wolves again. Really still not a good fit for my playstyle at all. And um, at this point in time, too, I had decided that because I wasn't doing my old hobby, my sport anymore, which was like my entire Instagram account was based off of that. I was like, I'm going to start a new one for my hobby, right? For my for my Warhammer hobby. So I started that account, started posting like my Age of Sigmar stuff on there and stuff. And, and it took off. Like, like people really liked what I was doing there. It's like, ah, oh, that's really crazy. So then, anyway, I'm, I'm posting to Instagram and I'm, I'm doing a bunch of stuff. And um, 
I was like, I'm just going to start a new force. Uh, and I, I kind of, I kind of looked at guard and I was like, this, I think will be, this will be a good fit for me, I think. Um, and from my very first game playing guard, I was like, this is it. This like fits me. This is how I want to play this. Um, and yes, I, as soon as I started posting more guard stuff as well, like my Instagram blew up even more. And, uh, I guess it's all been downhill since there. <laughs> yeah. okay. That's I awesome. Mean, I was going to say, what attracted you to, to guard in the first place? Was it the aesthetic? Was it some of the lore? I was looking strictly from how I wanted to play the game. Um, I'm not like a big lore person at all. Like I, I read the books. I, I this doesn't make any effect for my gameplay at all, but I, I do enjoy the books. Um, I literally was thinking about what I needed out of my army to enjoy playing. Um, and this was in eighth edition. And I was like, I need like I need to shoot at a distance. That's what I need. Like getting tucked into combat with the majority of my force is not fun for me so space wolves is just not gonna work for me um and yeah as soon as i played that first game with guard i was like i i suck but i can at least see like i can at least have fun with this army so yeah right. so i picked it okay interesting yeah. i mean does that uh like feed into your choice of like what to pick for your for your next armies or is that just like purely an aesthetic thing like when you chose like orcs for example was that mm -hmm. just I want to try them from a competitive standpoint, so I'm going to have all the stuff. Or is it like, I like no. green? <laughs> um, so the first time that I ever played orcs, it was actually Apocalypse. And wow. yeah, Jesus. so yeah, so my friend Kyle from Gear Guts Mech Shop, uh, he has a giant collection of orcs. It is at the time, I think it was like. 60 or 70,000 points of orcs. Um, it's a lot more now, but, uh, what and the he, fuck? yeah. And so once a year, he has the big game with Scarred Cast, where basically it's like Kyle's whole collection versus whoever wants to show up to fight it, right? <laughs> um, and he was like, I really need somebody to help push orcs around. I want to say the table, but it was eight tables. Um, so he's like, Jesus I need, Christ I need somebody to help me. <laughs> yeah. And um, so, yeah, the first time that I ever played orcs, I think I was in charge of like six detachments. I, I was called the, the tank crumpany. Um, <laughs> and it was like, it was ridiculous. I think I had like, four stompas i had an entire detachment of like mini grot tanks i had like eight kill tanks or something like it was just stupid right and um it was it was a lot of fun that was the first time i ever played apocalypse as the first time i ever played orcs and it was a lot of fun and uh kyle was like hey you want some orcs and i was like no no i can't start another i can't start another and uh he's like hey you sure you don't want any orcs? And I was like, well, you know, like maybe you could send me one thing. <laughs> <laughs> so he sent that's, me... That's always how it starts. Right. So he sent me a model, a single model. And after this, it was all downhill. Um, I, I don't... 
like obviously I'm not gonna be able to like show the listeners, but he sent me this. Um, this is like a oh, counts wow. as Gasgol. Um, nice. It's giant. That's fantastic. And this was the most fun I've ever had painting any model ever. Um, so this is one of his designs. This is a this is a Gear Guts Mech Shop model, and uh, I had so much fun painting this that I was like, yeah, okay. <laughs> I'll start a Death Skulls army. Let's do this. Um, and yeah. Or- orcs are just... I've, I've, I don't, orcs are one of the few armies I don't have, uh, funnily enough, but um, <laughs> I've played them a few times, and you always have fun yeah. playing orcs. Yeah. yeah. I, I just think they're hilarious. Yeah, so... I And it's funny because, like, I, I don't want to play elite... Ar- or I, I don't want to play horde armies. So this is an elite orc army... Originally, it started off with the idea that I was going to do three kill tanks with five Meganobs, dual kill saws in each one, all Death Skulls, so they're obsec. And then I was going to have three units of ten shooter boys and like a unit of Grots, a weird boy, and a war boss on bike. Um, so that was the idea. That was all of the list was going to be. Um, but as I started painting the models, because I originally did want to play it competitively, um, with like no expectations of actually winning, but just like, haha, here's my meme list. Let's go. Um, <laughs> and then as I started painting the, the models, I just realized that I didn't want to play them competitively because I just wanted to paint what was grabbing me in the moment because I've never had as much fun painting an army as I am with these orcs. So that's sort of where we're at now with the orcs. They're just yeah, they're they're, they're a fun army, and I, I I mean the the idea of doing the elite orc army sounds really fun actually. Yeah, like the, the, I, I, I got me. I watch a lot of um like uh, Winter's SEO. I like watching his orc army when he does his bat reps with his like sort of um you know mega knobs and stuff in in the power armor all knocking around. Um, but also, as I mean, fundamentally, as a Londoner, green space cockneys, I feel an affinity. With that, so, I, you know. I genuinely love how they've all got like an East London accent. It's the, one of the best things ever. It feels like we're sure, taking Adam up for uh, an impression. <laughs> I'm not, oh my god! Yeah. I'm, no, 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 no! I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't dare! I wouldn't dare! Do you know what? It is, you know what it is though? It's because it's because I'm a big, I'm a big fan of the the comedy show. I don't know if you've ever seen it, Tanya. It's a very, very British comedy show, but uh, the Mighty Boosh. They have a character oh my God, yes. called the Cockney, who is a green Cockney, and he sort of. <laughs> I, I've always wondered if they were somehow inspired by uh, by the orcs in Warhammer Forty K. Because um, yeah, they're just they're they're just ludicrous. Any army that's got like a, a gun that again from like the the concept, you know, that that you you suck a grot, a little tiny orc, into a tube, and it like warps it using what is essentially a teleporter inside the body of your opponent. I mean, it's brutal, but it's also cunning, uh, and that's what I like about it. You know? Nice. Sorry, I, I don't know. I, that was that was horribly brutal. That. That, it's brutal, but it's also that cool. Brilliant. It's also cool. I didn't know they had that. What was that gun called? It's the um, the shock attack gun. Oh, is that what that does? No, not no, not the. Sh- is it the shock attack gun that does that? Which it one is, is it? Yeah, it's, I feel like it's it is. It's just Dakar. so the thing with my army is that like everything is is third party i don't have any gw models at all in this army um so yeah it's really interesting but like for example 
in the company because it's it's all gear guts mech shop stuff um which i actually like full disclosure i work for that company now um but like he's got two designs of that particular gun and it's just each one is so inspired like i feel like his designs tell that story like one of them he literally like there's a cage of grots like attached i mean they're not grots they're goblins but like attached to the orc with like the big gun and they're all like sort of like tossing around inside the cage and like like all of these uh models tell a story and i sometimes think with my guard army I don't really get that i don't get that feeling like you don't see that in the actual miniature of that storytelling but i think orcs give you a lot of room to to be narrative on like the model itself if that makes sense oh i don't know about that you, you've got that uh that bulgrim with the excellent mustache he looks like he's got a lot of backstory uh well i mean the that's like the stock model right yeah is it i thought that was like yeah. something you'd done no no that's the stock model i just oh i just God, lovingly I gave him it. the name of wilford brimley <laughs> that is brilliant <laughs> but he looks exactly so the same much. yeah he does look I, like, an, a, like, like a wilford brimley though yeah just, just, just honestly, just imagine this poor grin wandering into battle, clubbing people over, just going diabetes. Yeah, um, yeah. But like, the, uh, <laughs> the problem with the problem with pretty the, much the problem with the guard, right, is that the the Cadian kit, the you know the bog standard guardsman's yep. kit, it, it like it it it. it as you say, I think it does suffer from a bit of a lack of personality. I don't. I, don't, I mean, I know I say that we all love bitching about the hobby, so why not? Let's go. <laughs> um, but I know that, like you know, guard players understandably get annoyed that there aren't you know you have all these regiments um some of them have quite kind of cool you know mm-hmm. scheme just outfits their, their armor and stuff they're wearing yeah and you, you just you, you just have to do loads and loads of conversion work yep. because you can't get hold of the models um, yep. or go or go third party you know there are a lot of third party companies that, that, that make stuff for them so mm-hmm. yeah I, and I see what you're saying it is quite difficult to get the personality into the individual guardsmen although i will say at this point just to highlight that our friend rich here has had a wonderful idea for a guard army, um, which is that there is there is a there is a British TV show um, called Sharp, um, which is oh, yeah. set in the, the the Napoleonic Wars, and uh, Rich is a big fan of this show and wants to do an entire army of kind of uh, almost Napoleonic era guardsmen in the sort of the I guess redcoats ultimately, um, although green I guess is so the, no uh, so the, the okay the order the order is going in on Monday. Um... So I'm, oh, I'm, yeah, you're actually getting it. Go. I'm, I'm gonna do it. Yeah, I was gonna keep it a surprise, but oh. <laughs> the, the cat is out the bag. Um, <laughs> I like to help. Um, so yeah, so what I'm gonna do is have the bog standard line and troops be redcoats, but then the there'll be like um, there is a command squad equivalent box, right? I think for a guard, and they're yeah. gonna be uh, the the green like you know the the actual riflemen. So the, the green coats uh, that would be um, Sharp's crew. So that the, the elite. That's what kind of um, the, the the idea of it in my head, but I'm so excited for it because you know I just every, I mean all of us must be sharp fans. Tanya, you need to watch it. It's it's just a brilliant. I don't, it's, it's I don't watch TV. James Bond in Napoleonic <laughs> times. 
I was, I was just saying I'm quite torn on how you should play Sharp himself because part of me is like, oh yeah, he should be the tactical genius behind it all. But part of me is like, because those of you who've never watched Sharp, Sharp is played by Sean Bean. So maybe you should always just be oh. overly aggressive with him yeah, so, yeah, he, so he that he dies be. every game. <laughs> he has a habit in it. To like He always gets like stabbed, slashed, and always in like scars and always wounded. But it just keeps going on like nothing's ever happened. So he will be in a thick of the battle. But uh, I need to figure out how I'm going to do it justice, like a sharp, but in 40k times. So I will be probably be doing some... Right. Um, I can't remember what the site was, because I know I've talked to you a bit about it, Ed, with... Um, there's like head sw- I'll probably be doing a lot of head swapping. Um, and then mm. and hopefully, if um, GW eventually do a uh, Praetorian Guard release again, or, uh, I don't know, a Mordian Guard, where they actually look a bit more... Uh, stop it, cat. Um, look more... Uh, <laughs> um, more like fit and fitting with the theme then i'll definitely just go down that route mm. but I'll, I'll try my best to with extra third party bits um get into making them look napoleonic but um, yeah i'm really excited I was, I was actually just quietly listening to everything you've been saying about him uh, about the guard just like try, like writing down little tips of what i should be doing so it's like manticore <laughs> good idea well, i think basilisk probably might also be a good idea <laughs> yeah, i usually take one yeah yeah, yeah, my list has one. They also yeah. look cool, so. <laughs> yeah. I was just going to say, like, in general, I think the, the one of the beautiful things about not being, like, a, quote, metal list is that guard kind of, uh, they require you to really, like, think about how you want to play the game and then find the units that are going to assist you in, in accomplishing that. Um, so, so, yeah, I would say just, like, don't be afraid to, like, try stuff. You might love, like, a horde of like foot infantry you might absolutely love that i know i would not like that but i think that you, you just never know <laughs> yeah mm. and i mean there's there's some okay options right like maybe look into scions too like that might that might or or yeah. something that counts as scions okay. right because they just do everything better <laughs> yeah, 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 basically they're like, yeah. yes, uh, we come, we come from the sky, and we do everything better than you. Have you got a problem yes. with that? It's too bad. Yes, um, better. <laughs> um, no, I was gonna say there's there's a there's a, a chap who who uh, pre you know pre lockdown um, played with a few times at the uh, London Wargaming Guild. Uh, Jake, who has a uh, he he loves his guard, and he's he again perhaps because of the meta thing. Like his thing was like he had a load of. Um, a load of uh, oh, what are they called? Not Chimera, the the Flamer ones. The Hellhounds. The Hellhounds. Hellhounds. That's it. Yeah. yeah. And he was just like, yeah, because uh, my army is basically like they're run by uh, a sergeant who was like they're all from a gang world and they just love they're like Mad Max type thing that like, they just love flamethrowers and stuff. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, but this he's not worried. This is all going to blow up on your army. He was like, brilliant, even better. <laughs> but actually, that has me like a good question because surely like a like a, a really lot of that type of tank maybe for a lot of what's the transport tanks called to a guard that would be a quite a good list on you'd think because they'd be quite chimera Chimera. yeah 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 i I mean i love hellhounds i love them so much they're probably my absolute favorite tank ever uh i will i I actually don't have one in this next sort of competitive list build um but i might end up adding one more back i don't know just because i do i do love them Mm. so much but in my defense, I do have two chimeras with two heavy flamers each, which kind of do the same thing, just not as well. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I, I think that the flamers on the tanks are good, but I, yeah, I mean, if you compare them to other things that you have in the codex, then they're they're pretty good. But again, just depends how you want to play it. One thing I actually wanted to ask you as well, 
to to sorry to interject, Rich, um, is it's quite rare to see a woman in the competitive side of the hobby. I think there's a, a large percentage of women that uh, are in the painting side, but it's quite rare to see in the competitive side. Um, number one, how did you end up doing more competitive stuff? And uh, what, what what has the reception been? Um, I'll take this one. Uh, I'll just mansplain <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nice. Well played, sir. <laughs> so my local mm-hmm. meta is very competitive. Um, mm. Obviously, not everybody in, in the local meta is competitive. But the people that were the most welcoming to me... Um, personally in the meta are quite competitive. Um, and my mentor, um, in my local area is one of the best gene stealer cult players. Actually, he's the best gene stealer cult player in the world. So that is just going to like rub off on you. Right. And like when I was struggling so much, like not winning any, like winning 10% of my matchups, um, and like, who am I going to go to, to, to figure out how to to play better right like i obviously i go to alex and um i just i really liked the the community around competitive gaming everybody was very nice to me um everybody was very like non-judgmental everybody wanted to like bring me up with them um and and yeah i don't know it's just it was just a really good fit um, with my like be nice roll dice kind of like mentality about the hobby so yeah just sort of like fell into place that way awesome i mean one of the other things about you that i find to be amazing and hilarious in equal measure is you're one of the most well-connected people that i know in like the 40k sphere it's like genuinely amazing to watch like how because like you you help out on Forge the Narrative. Uh, I'm a co-host now. Thank you very much. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> See, and on top of that, like you haven't mentioned this, but your coach, I believe, is Scary. My coach, yeah. My my coach is uh, yeah, Scary. Like, ah, the duck kid. The duck kid. <laughs> so so I will I will oh, say goodness. that as 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 somebody who's you know been. As you can tell, building bloody dark eldar boats. Yeah, them. I have been watching while I've been doing this a lot of Scarry's uh, videos. On I was watching his battle report today against some custodies, mm-hmm. uh, funnily enough, and uh, and also a lot of his sort of uh, his his reviews of uh, of various bits. Um, and also, I I, I was um, I was in contact with JT, uh, who we had on the podcast. Ah, uh, my from JT. Because um, I was like, I was like. Right, you are. The, I need to go to the master here for some questions on, like, you know, what what should I put together first? What should I be looking at? So yeah, yeah. I I've been I've been absorbing the power of Comora, um, <laughs> via the medium of the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully, hopefully it will it will make my dark Eldar make sense. Yeah, um, but yeah, Scary Scary seems like an awesome guy. Um, and yeah. uh, and obviously a no, he's a big jerk. Uh, Deldar play. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you you have to you have to say that well, as a student. You have to be like, yes. No, the master is not not friendly. Yeah, no. I mean, he's one of my best friends. Like first and foremost, he's one of my best friends. And I I I mean, I joke around that he's like got this huge ego and blah blah. blah. And the only reason why it's funny is because he really like he's got a little bit of an ego but it's not like like i think my i think my ego might even be bigger than his i don't know but like he is literally just one of the most like down to earth 
nicest human beings out there. Um, and and yeah, I don't know. He's just he's just great. And if uh, people want to know awesome. more about, and he doesn't also he doesn't just play Drukari. Uh, his very first army that he ever had was Black Templar. That's like really? his first love. Oh. Yeah. Oh, amazing! I did not know that at all. Yeah. There you go. Blowing your minds. See, this is this is what Rich said at the start. People come to this podcast expecting <laughs> two, and a half, two hours roughly of just Warhammer-based idiocy, and actually, yeah. you learn things, yeah. important things. Yeah. See, this is what we. I learned stuff about it, the it, battle today. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> funny that you bring up JT too because uh, he's also like one of my very good friends. He like spams me with the most wholesome memes you've ever seen. Is it just like another like awesome. wholesome amazing dude? Yeah. I mean, that's that's another thing I I kind of wanted to ask. Like the play on tabletop video. Yeah. Did you become friends with JT because of that or did you know him beforehand? Like how how did that come about? Um, I guess it's like a bit like interconnected a little bit. So like Alex, my mentor, is on the same ITC team as JT. Um so they're kind of interconnected and the sort of competitive wargaming crowd is fairly interconnected in my province because we don't actually have that many events, right? So like we travel quite a bit in order to get to these events. So um I was a nervous wreck at my very first tournament, but he was there. All of all of the play on tabletop guys were there, and actually, Space Marine Steve actually came over to be like, "Hey, is this your first tournament? Like, total teacher? Like, how are you doing? I like your tanks. Like, he was just like the nicest guy, and I'm just like dying inside." Um, <laughs> at the time, I didn't know who these people were. Right? I was like, "Who's this fucking guy?" Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh so after that i had space brain steve as a guest on my old podcast that i used to do and um just in in talking to him trying to set up that interview we sort of became really good friends and uh yeah, so then I went to a tournament in August, and JT was there, and he came over and introduced himself to me, and we were both really freaking hungover, so we're just like, eh, nice to meet you, eh, right? And um, <laughs> so those were, like, my first meetings with those guys. And then, yeah, they, like, straight up were like, do you want to come play on tabletop? And I was like, yeah. Yes. <laughs> like, like, I wanted to because... Like, that's an amazing honor to be asked to be, like, on a huge production like that. Um, it also was, like, I felt like it would be really good to, like, further women in wargaming to do something, like, on that big of a scale. Um, but I also have, like, tremendous social anxiety, especially around playing um, Warhammer in front of people, which is super funny because, like, you think, how do you do <laughs> tournaments? But I, I work through it. Um, but... So I've been dealing actually with a lot of anxiety about I, obviously there's going to be a bat rep coming out. Um, it might be out by the time this is out. I'm I'm not entirely sure, but um, and I've I've had a lot of anxiety leading up to this point. But they released the pre-release to patrons last week, and the overwhelming positive support for 
myself and, and the, the people asking me to come back to do another one almost immediately uh, has sort of made that anxiety a lot less. Um, but it's been it's been a couple months of just being like, oh, people are going to be mean to me. People on the Internet are going to be mean to me. But it's it's starting to subside a little bit. So, yeah. In terms then of getting into content creation for Warhammer, like what was the spark that initially what was the thing you first you did first and what was the spark to do that i mean the very first thing i did was share some pictures on instagram that was like the first thing that i did right and i was just like i'm just gonna like post my stuff up it'll be a photo diary and then i'll be able to like look back and see how far that i've come right it'll be like a motivator to actually paint stuff and like seeing that kind of blow up um it was kind of shocking to me because uh, like I don't actually like I'm not that great of a painter like I like to take my time I like to make it look good but like I'm never going to win a golden demon I'm okay with this I'm okay with this um, so to have that kind of like outpouring of support from the very beginning was kind of mind-blowing especially because my last um, like when I first started getting into the hobby my my forays into online spaces to share my hobby were not positive at all um, Really? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess I, I was blown away by the support of the people on Instagram. And then I started actually doing a like women in Warhammer Wednesday where I would like seek out women in the hobby and just do like some Instagram story posts um, about them, how they got into the hobby, what they like and any advice that they'd have for other women coming in. And, and that was really like my very first content creation that I ever did that that was it and and I didn't really think about it at content creation like everything that I do um it it all has to do with making it easier for women to get into the hobby because when I first started getting into the hobby it was not a nice place um Unless you had a really supportive local group, uh, if you had to go out into the internet to share your hobby or to find any information or anything, it was not nice. And I just, I wished that there had been a woman already doing it to like tell me it was okay and tell me that I could do the things that I wanted to do. Um, and it reassure me that when I go out into the real world, that those people on the internet are not the norm. Um, and yeah, so everything that I do in terms of content is to further that, to like show people it's not scary and there's room for you to do the hobby however you want. Um, and yeah, that's that's how it all started. Interesting. I mean, that sort of leads on to something I wanted to ask um, as well. Like I, I have a, a, a female friend who is in the process of getting back into the hot well, getting into the hobby right now she's uh, painting some slanesh demons um she's started an instagram account <laughs> and i'm just like yes slanesh awesome <laughs> I, I also have slanesh demons so yes I, I agree this is this is good amazing but for someone who's starting into the hobby and i know sometimes she can get anxious um uh, about this kind of stuff as well like the reaction she might get from the more toxic elements of the community what would you tell someone like her um, when she's like first getting into the hobby? So is her anxiety around is her anxiety <laughs> around going out into the real world? Um, to a degree, I think. Uh, I think it's also a little bit um, online, worrying mm. about the the reaction she might get. Yeah. Um. 
I would just explain to her that like the positive the positive interactions that she's going to end up having are going to far far outweigh the negative ones like in general I think I get more negative ones because I am quite outspoken and because I I am in because I play the game so I have um I have like ex- I have people who try to tell me how to play the game and assume that I don't know how to play the game, right? Um, I think if you just paint, um, in general, it might be a little bit easier in that regard. But it also might be more difficult. I'm not sure. In general, like, my negative experiences, even online, are, like, a small, small fraction um, of my extremely positive ones. So, yeah, I, I would just tell her to, like reach out to women who are already in the community because every single one of them will at least listen. Um, in my experience, the women of Warhammer on Instagram, at least, um, most of them are very, um, most of them are very supportive and like have gone through all the stuff that she's going to go through. So um, in general, we all sort of support each other and yeah. There's there's two content creators and myself and we call ourselves the salty sisters and like we just have a group chat just to <laughs> just to like bitch that's it and like it, and there's tons of women out there who will do that for you if that's what you need right so yeah that's awesome yeah I mean uh, Adam were you gonna say something earlier I forget no 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 but I, I I mean I was just gonna say that sounds like solid advice uh, I mean like yeah, yeah I think rep- representation we you know look, look I mean bluntly I'm a <laughs> you know white middle class English male so I'm about as like flipping privileged as you can humanly get in the on this planet um but like you know rep one thing we like to talk about on here is that representation matters you know it does matter and, and it is important and people should you know there are there are people out there who again bluntly are dickheads to people be you know for whatever be, mm-hmm. be it because of gender be it because of race mm-hmm. you know things like that mm-hmm. and they are a vocal minority i, I hope they're a minority i think they they're are a minority yeah they are um, and and the community you know the community is welcoming and and mm-hmm. and like whatever your background if yeah just just go for it mm-hmm. like i think more people and and, and it's it, sorry i'd I don't want to feel like I'm I'm tacking onto what you said here, but like it just annoys me when people do that, when people act do that kind of gatekeeping stuff. Because at the mm. end of the day, the more the more people we have in the hobby, the the more and I've I've said this on the other episodes of this, so I won't like go on the same rant I normally do. But the more people <laughs> we have in the hobby, the more players we have in the hobby, yeah. the better it is for all of us. Yeah. The more games we get, the more people we get to interact with, the more mm. flipping color schemes we will see, the more army types we will see. There's nothing negative mm-hmm. about that. Mm-hmm. And and how people can sit there and go, oh, actually, I want my hobby to be a very small group of close <laughs> people who are exactly like <laughs> me. I just I, I just don't get it. I, honestly, yeah. I just, it doesn't. I don't understand it. Yeah. At all. I'm that person. I'm like, oh, you like this cool thing that like is super niche that I also like. I think we just became best friends. You know, you know, you know it's funny because when you, when you were when you were saying earlier about the whole like you know growing up watching like my granddad got me into Star Trek 
when I was when I was a little kid. He was a I was literally just thinking about that. And he bit. got me got me into uh, got me into uh, the next generation. And and it, it's a bit like that, right? Like, you know, when you're at school and you meet someone else, you say who's into it, and you're like, you know, oh, you're into Star Trek. Oh, cool. Well, you know, but it's oh, it's a bit bit nerdy. Keep that quiet. <laughs> I find Warhammer is a bit like that even now at work. Like mm. when when I interact with people in because I, I work in sort of I work in law but financial services basically, and I meet people all the time who are these like you know you know pretty higher position very you know very hard-working people and then they'll be like uh hey, have you, hey oh you like warhammer oh you like warhammer yeah, yeah. and it instantly it's like okay this is, this is cool. it's like we we had we had pleasant we had pleasant kenobi on um like last week yeah and like obviously big magic the gathering player yeah. the number of people i've met who play magic the gathering who are like you know working in you know flipping investment banks and stuff because it's, like it's the it's only like, people who can crazy. afford it, it is the, <laughs> you're, you know what you're not wrong um but but i think but i think it is it is that thing of you know you meet somebody and you share something in common with them and you actually realize there are so many more people that are into mm-hmm. this from all sorts of different you know people from all sorts of walks of life and backgrounds mm-hmm. and that's what makes it good that's what makes it fun that's what builds the community yeah 100 percent. i think also one of the things you said earlier was uh, the, 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 like clicking in my head was you're like oh yeah I, was, I met someone in my 20s and there isn't that click to my head it's like it's actually quite hard to meet people to make friends as a grown-up and this hobby just allows it's yeah the, it's it's it shocks um, my girlfriend a lot this summer i think she was really no, actually, sorry i guess last summer sorry it's been a long time in lockdown uh, last summer she was really shocked that i was on house party <laughs> every day with these guys because she was like how well do you know these guys you haven't known yeah. them that long and it's like yeah and it's exactly as you say tanya like i read all the books that these guys read i could listen to the war hipster talk about painting techniques for hours i could listen to quipster talk about because quipster is one of the most well-read people i know talk about law for, for hours and hours i would just never you 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 connect so quickly it's incredible it's really weird <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I just want to give you a hug. This is getting all very, all very lovely. It's, it's great. Um, but I was, I was going to say, like, I mean, this is the, the silver lining for me of, of this lockdown, you know, stuff we've all had to go through and this, this horrible pandemic. The, the, the silver lining, and obviously I know it's been a very dark time, but try and find silver linings, everything right, is this hobby seems to have gone crazy, right? There are, mm. you know, GW's made a lot of money. There are a lot of people buying this <laughs> stuff, right? So so when 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 lockdown lifts, you know, here and in, in Canada, in the US and all around the rest of the world, although judging by what I've seen on, on Goonhammer, it looks like Australia have just been like, yeah, mate, yeah, we'll just play tournaments for the last six months. What have you guys been doing? <laughs> um, but, but, we have the impression of it. Just, just, just constant results from Australia and New Zealand because uh, you know they handle the pandemic reasonably well. Um, but once it all lifts up, there's going to be so many more people that want to come and play stuff. I mean, I, I honestly, I, I'm in a lot of the London, uh, you know, as we all are, a lot of the London Wargaming Guild chats, and the number of people who are just like, yeah, I'm new, new to the hobby, got to get back into it after you know. 15 20 years played it a bit when i was a kid and it's like brilliant this is going to be amazing mm-hmm. yeah 100 mm-hmm. i mean actually one thing oh sorry go on oh i was just gonna say like on top of it this is like ninth edition is one of the most easily accessible editions that uh games workshop has ever put out so all of these people were like oh yeah i'm gonna get back into it in a time where they couldn't play but they used to play way back in the day i think they're gonna find that they actually really like this rule system because it's so streamlined in comparison to like i mean i haven't been in it that long but i started in seventh and that rule set Mm. while the rule set was good the it had issues anyway but yeah i think that people (laughs) are gonna really like it when they come back to it when when the world opens up again 
I am waiting for somebody. I'm waiting for the first instance of somebody who was in, you know, seventh and earlier editions to uh, rock up and go, right, I've got my flamer template. Where do I put that? <laughs> uh, Necromunda? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Necromunda, or if it's going to be 40k, probably the bin. I, I always love when people talk <laughs> about these old editions because I only know eighth. I literally, I, I, I never played the hobby before before eighth. And when you talk about these templates of things, they sound really cool, but it also hurts my brain a little bit. Just trying to imagine it. <laughs> oh, the the arguments about like how many dudes are actually underneath like this giant apocalyptic template, right? Like, no, that guy's definitely not in. You're like, well, you know, like there's so many like disputes over this this one mechanic. I, I understand why they got rid of it um, entirely, but yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, sort of like the the flip side to to some of the things we've been talking about, like. One thing I've kind of been thinking about a lot recently um, is how to introduce the hobby to like a significant other or like um, your your friend group that may not be part of that at all. Mm-hmm. Um, like, how what would be your suggestion there? Not that I can talk because all my friends play Warhammer and I'm single, so this is like not advice. I, for I was me, gonna but make for, like, that joke. Everyone but else, you did it for me. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, Alex, we don't need to do that. We don't, we don't have that problem. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um i think that it's 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 always going to be niche right so and i mean if you're if you're asking in terms of women um Mm. in general i feel like if she's got an interest in art you might be able to approach the painting if she's got an interest in chess or other like tabletop games, then, you know, maybe approach it from the game perspective first. If she's got a love of um, like science fiction or anything like that, then like maybe approach the lore side of it. But in general, I feel like the women who are going to like it, they're going to like it. Like they're going to be interested in it just by seeing you doing your hobby. Um and the, so I've been thinking about it a lot. And the reasons why you don't see a lot of women in the hobby, I mean, they're, they're multitude. But the first one, I think, is the time investment, right? Um, like a lot of women, especially women in their 20s to 40s, are going to be if they haven't started a family yet, they're probably going to want to start one. And that's going to cut into your hobby time a lot. Um, if they're not family oriented, then they're probably working. And I mean, it sucks to say it, but a lot of women are responsible for a majority of the house, right? So right there, if you want your significant other to do more of your hobby, you need to take more of an initiative in the housework, the uh, like, the actual like day-to-day decision makings that add up for women throughout the day. Like you just you need to like give her a little bit more time throughout the day so that she can actually feel like oh yeah maybe I do have time to do this. I think that is one of the biggest things if you've got a spouse who's mildly interested in it. Um, give her the opportunity to try it, right? Um, the other things too, I think I just think that strategy and guns are just something that a lot of women aren't interested in. Like I used to play roller derby, which is like around women all the time. And I have asked all of the women on my team 
twice if they want to come over and try this thing that I love so much and not one of them ever took me up on it. So I just think like in general, I just think it's probably not going to appeal to a lot of women, but we do need to make sure that the women who it does appeal to, that we make sure that the hobby is an inviting space and a welcoming space to those women who do want to try. Awesome. I think that's really good advice. There is, there is one sort of other way that um, I found has worked on a couple of my friends so far, and it really surprised me. Um, there seems to be a thing that's really popular with basically every woman I know, and that's murder mysteries, like detective things, <laughs> okay. all to do with like murder. Like that's like a really <laughs> okay. big like making a murderer and all of that. All uh, women who listen to like murder podcasts and like crime podcasts, like that's a really big thing. Okay. Are there women who are plotting to kill you, Quipster? <laughs> that, I mean, we well, I didn't up? think that before, a, but I do a, now. There's a group of them. <laughs> they have, yeah, they have a like, podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like, I, I found that, um, like my friend Catherine, for example, um, I said to her, like, oh, uh, she's like a little bit interested in the hobby. And she was just like, oh, I'm, I'm surprised that you're like so into this. And I was like, well... I really love the law, and I sort of thought about it for a second. I was just like, okay, Catherine reads a lot. So I turned to her, and I was like, well, why don't you read one of the books? And she's like, I'm not interested. I don't like sci-fi. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. There's this book. It's called Eisenhorn. It's just kind of like a murder mystery, and he's like a detective. So why don't you just try that? And then she read it, and she loved it. And that was, And now she's like, yeah, I want to make a YouTube video with you, and you show me how to play Warhammer. And it's just like escalated from there. Did Catherine there. do oh. fencing as well, by the way? No, she did not. Oh I my met God. her in a shop. <laughs> you know how, you know yeah, how my we friend, were talking about that there's, there's no like sexy Warhammer characters? I am sorry, Eisenhorn is sexy. Well, do you know, do you know oh, what? Yeah. Do you know what? I'm going to say, I'm gonna say so weirdly, I mean, not that it's a demographically representative sample at all, but mm. my half Kelly is into murder mystery podcasts. <laughs> And is currently reading the Hall of See? I am. I have, I have said to her. I have said to her, you should go and read Eisenhorn and 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 some of the other those sort of like non Horus Heresy books. So yeah, I mean, I'm kind of proving your point here. Although, although yeah. also, she, she actually technically, she technically int- re reintroduced me to the hobby. Right. Mm. So a few this, a couple of years ago, uh, I was I was you know my job was very very busy it's very very stressful um i was just like coming home i didn't really even play video games i would just like watch tv and and i didn't really have much free time but she was like you need to get a hobby that you know especially in the winter when you know i mean it's britain it rains a lot anyway but um you know when did the rainy season start about 3 ad and has carried on <laughs> ever since um but but you know when you can't really go out and you can't really you know be active in the sunshine or whatever um she was like you should get a hobby to uh to you know to pass the time and she was like didn't you used to paint little soldiers or something when you were younger? And that was the biggest mistake of probably agreeing to marry me um, of her life. Uh, because now I have a room full of Warhammer, as you can sort of see behind me and can't see off screen. Um, so, yeah. So, if anything, she reintroduced me as a, as a way of, uh, of, of a relaxation method from work. Um, and now, hopefully, it will work the other way. Um, she has actually painted. Um, I should, I'm going to, you know what, I, I need to actually finish one recently. I'm going to put them all on on my instagram um she's painted a bunch of the um uh, they're actually the nightmare hulks 
from the um, Gellapox infected, but I I they I got them because I want to use I use them as um, uh, chaos spawn in my Death Guard army because I thought they'd suitably nurgly and they're on the right base size and stuff. Um, so she's actually painted uh, all of those, there's like five of them, um, and had a, we had a good time sort of sitting you know together doing doing painting and stuff. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll work on getting her into the game. Um, and do you know what I'm gonna? T- she's I mean I would tell her to listen to this episode for sure because I tell you what Tanya, she's gonna love your comment absolutely rightly about um you know the 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 insuring time thing because the the point about the the the, the frank imbalance in domestic relationships women and men is 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 100 percent and and it is about making time and it's about doing stuff and then she'll remind me that i haven't yet done the washing up tonight um but i've got to do that after this podcast so it's all right yeah, yeah i mean like i i want to like I want to be hopeful that like there will be a bigger demographic of women in the hobby, and I I do think that there will be more women in the hobby, um, just as representation becomes better and as more and more women in the hobby start to find their voices. I just will it be fifty fifty? I don't think so. I just just off of the number of women that I've asked to come over and just look at my hobby and having nobody interested, I just, I don't think it will ever be 50 50, but I do think that the hobby is in a much better place than it was eight years ago when I was getting started. And, um, and that's something to really celebrate. So it's much more inclusive than it than ever was not saying it's perfect, but it's, it's much better. And I think that we are on the right track. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's getting better, right? Yeah, now. absolutely. I mean, one of the other kind of big things I wanted to ask you specifically, Tanya, is I think you're in kind of a unique position as well in that you and your husband both play Warhammer. So, like, do you guys each have a hobby room? Do you share one? Like, where do you put it all? Because I know you've got a lot of Imperial Guards. It's everywhere. It's <laughs> like, everywhere. You're worse than Adam. <laughs> um, so this is my pile of shame. It goes It goes to the roof. I've got two bins off because I'm Wait, digging them? through them. All of this, this is mine. So this, these, oh, for, for people word. who are listening, there are stackable plastic bins that go all the way up to the roof. And this is just my pile of shame. And my husband has probably three times as much. Um, oh, my word. So we used to live in a small, like, bachelor suite apartment. And I have no idea where all of it went. My husband, like, packed it all away. And we used to, like, play floor hammer and stuff. And... We were saving money to buy a house, and we bought a townhouse, which we're in right now, and we're deciding where we want the rooms and stuff, so it's a two-bedroom, and uh, so we're looking, and we're like, oh, wow, this must be the, the master, because it's it's quite a lot bigger than that other room, right? And then we look to each other, and we're like, yeah, this bigger room's going to have to be the game room. And we're like, well, yeah, it is. <laughs> so the master bedroom is actually our game room. And uh, we have um, we have an, an extra tall table. Yeah, we have an extra tall table. It's about forty inches tall. Um, that is our like permanent game table. And um, I'm showing. Oh, yeah. I'm kind of showing the guys. Um, so that uh, thing behind me. That's all like miniatures. And then um, it, most of the stuff on the table is mine right now. Um, <laughs> but then see all those bins. Nice. Wow, oh, that's yeah. pile of shame. That's 
That is a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's not a pile of shame. It's awaiting conversion parts. That's the best way to think about it. <laughs> yeah, we had to. We actually had to buy extra insurance. Oh yeah, I've also got a, like a giant display here for like our painted stuff. Um, yeah, we had. We oh, oh you'll love this. You'll love this. We had to buy extra insurance for our war dollars. War dollars. So we bought forty thousand dollars worth of insurance. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, mean, so I, mean, I would, I would love, I would have loved to have seen the look on the like insurance broker's face when they were processing that one. They were just like, "So, what is this all for?" Like, oh no, no, no! Insurance, insurance people know not to ask. You, you just like, okay, what, what category is it? Oh, it's art and collectibles. Okay, cool. <laughs> I, I had kind of the opposite, where when we did the insurance for our apartment. Because over the years, I've obviously lied about how much things have cost <laughs> through the various streams <laughs> into this apartment. And then, and then we were doing the insurance. We went on holiday, and she was like, "How much? Uh, how much insurance do you need?" And, and I was like, "And I was like, ah, oh, you know, yeah, a few thousand, four thousand pounds maybe." And then she was like, "What? Is your laptop that expensive?" And I was like. Sure, the laptop. Yeah, <laughs> let's, let's go with that. That's a good idea. Kelly Kelly, came out of an absolutely brilliant one, very much on that front today. Where we, I was, because I, I say, start this new job, so I have to, you know, you have to fill in all your, your sort of your forms about like where, you know, if anything happens to me, what happens to my pension and what I get paid and stuff like that. Um, and she, she, I was like, you know, I've sent all those in. I said, so, you know, if you are going to push me off a cliff this weekend, you get it all. Job done, right? Um, and she, was, she was like, she was like, I was like. She's like, yeah, and I'll, I'll sell, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll sell all your Warhammer, right, Jaken? And I said, well, the good thing is, it does keep its resale value. So there's probably, like, <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe a few grand's worth of stuff here. And she just looked at me and went, oh god. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that tells you, that tells you a lot. I mean, we, we are looking, talking about the space thing. Like, we, we are, you know, we live in a, a small flat in London, and you know, much like many places in i know certainly vancouver in bc and toronto you know london big cities it's just there's no everything's very expensive and you don't get much room but we are looking to buy uh, try and buy a house over the next couple of years and it's quite funny because our two two well three key requirements really so we have a dog so we need a garden kelly bakes so she wants a big kitchen uh, in order to be able to do her baking in a lot more. Uh, and three, I want like an outbuilding or a shed or something or a cellar <laughs> where I can have a games room. So every time we started looking for, for houses now, it's uh, it's like those are our like <laughs> little requirements. Like look around, like has it got these things? Oh, no, oh, we're interested in that. <laughs> <laughs> so if any estate agents listening, no, no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But uh... I love that one of your like top requirements wasn't easy commute to work. <laughs> It's all right, we got we got we got Zoom calls now. We're all right. Yeah, everybody okay. works from home nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. Oh my god, yeah. Um, yeah, I kind of think on that note, we've 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 hit all the points. Uh, we've basically almost th- Tanya throughout all of our podcasts, we never mm-hmm. sort of really script like how long we want it to take, but they all seem to reach a natural conclusion <laughs> at tell? two hours. <laughs> Like literally every single one. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic! Um, I try. I, yeah. I when I'm recording for my uh, YouTube podcast thingy, I'm always like, oh, you know, thirty minutes. That's that's where I want it to be, and they're always between forty and fifty minutes. Like I have not ever <laughs> been able to get them at that thirty minute mark, and like someday I will. Someday, but I also don't oh, yeah, I edit them. One. 
at all. So like the whole thing just goes straight up, no editing, uh, because I want to show mm-hmm. people just as like their natural kind of unique, mm-hmm. authentic selves. So I don't edit anything. Absolutely. I think the one we did, that was like an hour and a bit in the end. Wasn't it? Uh, well, uh, for Twitch? The Scary one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, so just put paint on it is an hour and a half. In general, okay. those ones are an hour. That and a was half. a lot of fun. Yeah, but we, we had a yes. we had a big we had a big debate about this stuff when we were when we were just a bit of background bit of behind the scenes for the listeners. <laughs> oh, yeah. We had a big debate about this, right? Where we were like, where mm-hmm. Ed, Ed and I were very much of the, the the feeling. We were like, well, you know what? We should we should probably stick to about half an hour, forty five minutes. No one's going to want to listen to it. Quipster, quite rightly, and I credit him 100% for this, was like, no, you know, just we'll just go on and it'll probably be a bit longer. But, you know, what people... I was like, no one is going to want to listen to us waffling on for, like, two hours. Boy, was I wrong! <laughs> <laughs> so, so there we go. Turns out, Adam, you're more interesting a person than you thought you were. People want to listen well, to you. I think it's more yeah. people are more bored than we anticipated they would be. I thought the same thing. Yeah. Like, I thought, like, nobody's going to want to listen to me ramble on for, like, two hours. And, like, my my only complaint that I've gotten about my YouTube channel is, like, that they, they wish that it was longer. And I was like, really? Like... I don't know it's because my 100%. YouTube channel is like so targeted to like a specific question. I think two hours on a specific question in general is going to be like too much, but I don't know. Maybe I'll do like specials. We're quite lucky. I think we just go off on awful should. tangents. <laughs> I try. <laughs> I, you know what? I can't do it because of, uh, I used to do a podcast called 40 K today, which was like a daily podcast and um, yeah and so like (laughs) your interviews were like five to ten minutes max like you know like six to seven minutes was like the sweet spot so like rambling i'm just not capable of doing it anymore i just i'm so trained steve joel if you're listening you have trained me so good i cannot even ramble anymore this is this is all you buddy i'm gonna send him this now you Tanya, better Tanya, feel, feel free feel free to join the conclave and we will soon get you into the wonderful world of waffling on for ages oh without any old nonsense yes don't worry we are experts at it honestly like i, I got just... all the time in the world you know i have so much free time i might as well just take another thing right that's 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 huge sarcasm for people for the people who don't know who I am. Just probably everybody listening to this, but yeah. Oh my god, absolutely. And and on that note, Tanya, where can people find you? Oh gosh, you got another thirty minutes on this, right? <sighs> okay, so I do a lot of content. I do a YouTube channel every two weeks where I grab different people from the hobby and we discuss you know some sort of topic that i choose um and that's been like a lot of fun and i stream my painting twice a week on twitch so that's wednesdays and saturdays and tuesday through friday i do a morning just put paint on it show with scarred where we have guests who come on and we just sort of sit and hobby and learn a little bit more about them uh i co-host forge the narrative podcast with uh red paul and adam um, I recently started writing uh, sporadic articles for Goonhammer as well. Um, 
and I do daily updates to Instagram. I think that's it. So you are as 40k as it gets. Just a little basically. bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm I'm so busy. It's stupid. It's so stupid. Don't do this to oh. yourself, people. <laughs> oh yeah, and I work Amazing. two jobs, so <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. And I'm the administrator for GearGutsMechShop.com, so I literally get to sell war dollies. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Outstanding. Yeah. Well, nice. as as for the rest of us, um, listeners, you can find us all uh, if you follow the Conclave uh, 40k on Instagram. Uh, we're also on YouTube. Um, we post all of our miniatures all of our stuff uh online all the time uh so yeah that's where you can find us and if you ever have any topics that you want us to cover people you think you we should get on the show please just drop us a dm uh we all read them we all have access to the account and it's always really interesting listening to what uh what feedback you guys have so yeah to sort of sign off i have been i have been quipster um who wants to go next just, I'm Bereza Bai. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah that, that's kind of where I was going with that. <laughs> yeah. Professional, as you can see, I've been ADR Wargaming. <laughs> I still am the Sandman. <laughs> Amazing. Away Thanks everyone for listening. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks everyone for listening, and we'll see you in the next one.